everything fucking sucks, but not champagne. Bubs, you ready? Bubs says she ready. Now she ready to sleep. Yeah, no, she ready to go. All right, well, fuck it. Let's go. Oh, oh! Hey. I love that shit. <laughs> I'm starting to dig that little intro, you know? You be saving up your voice special I know, I, I be like taking big, deep breath. Yeah. What's up, Damn. what's up, what's up? Hello, how are you? How's everybody doing today? Uh, we got episode number five for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. How you doing, Miss Laurie? Hanging in there. How about you? Oh shit, I I don't even know. <laughs> it, it just it it just strings along every single day, you yeah. know. And then I'm and I feel just lucky and blessed just to be here with you and just to talk, you hey. know. So you know, here I am doing what I do. Mm, bubbles down in the background there. Oh yeah, chewing on a blue and pink bone. Uh, she was ham as hell here just a minute ago. She's uh, settled now. Just let y'all know, my dog will destroy some toys. Man, and, and so <laughs> and so we got this local um, this local spot by us where we get dog food stuff like that, and they are, they have a pretty good selection of toys. You know, they for have dogs. an even better selection of all natural dog foods, like really good healthy yes. uh, pet food options, which is where Alton and I both shop for our dogs. Absolutely. Well. There was a woman in there, because we took Bubbles in there, and uh, she was just, oh my goodness, this dog is so cute, oh, I love this dog, and and so we're looking at toys, right, and I told the lady, I said, uh, that toy right there seems pretty sturdy, but, you know, my dog would just murder that toy, She and she told us, she said, if she your sure dog destroys that toy in a day or so, I'll pay for it. She said, bring it back and I will put it on my account. I will take care of it. I'm taking that motherfucker back. That because toy that is toy got murked. murked. <laughs> that toy is gone. We we are going to start uh, a little section or something of nothing but photos of toys that my dog has killed. That's right. That they say are indestructible. Bully uh, proof. Yeah. The whole thing is if it's squishy, if it has any softness to it. Don't let it have a squeaker. Oh, if it got a squeaker, it is curtains. <laughs> She will sit there it's and just a matter maul of it. Wind. Yeah, it's just a matter of time. She like, will she's maul like the it. most easygoing chill. In spite of the sounds that she makes, she's actually a very, very easygoing dog. Super, super sweet and gentle. But she is on 10 when she gets access to these soft, plushy toys. Again, worse if there is a squeaker. Hang on. Soft, plushy bed. <laughs> Okay. She has eaten two of my dogs. <laughs> no, hear me out. Two dog beds. Two. Have been ingested yes. by this dog right here. Yes. So. And a couple of my, yeah, she killed the champagne. And she, she killed, killed the ducky. She didn't kill the sushi. No, she didn't kill the sushi yet. Right. And she killed the blue bone. 
Right. She she ripped had, the squeaker right replace, out of it. I had to replace Ducky. Ducky's been replaced. Yep. And then he got I, a list. I, he got to work. Got, now. I got some beds. I got to buy because my dog just mauls shit. You know. Interestingly enough, she hasn't destroyed her bed, which is still a soft nah, bed. But nah, she ain't gonna do nothing to her bed. Yeah, she fucked my kids. She gonna beds piss up. on yours and take a shit on everybody else and chew the motherfucker up and all that stuff. But, she know where but she rests her head at night. But but hers, you know, she petting it and you know trying to make sure she got Febreze sprayed on it and shit. You know, my homegirl Maria hit me up today on Twitter after she had listened to our podcast and she said, "Just so you know, Bubbles is a star of y'all's podcast." Damn. I, I didn't know the dog was gonna take all the shit. But I'm not surprised. I'm yeah. not. Not at all. I, I'm we, not either. We actually went to go grab some dinner at a brewery here last week, and by chance we took Bubbles with us. Um, Alton, we've discussed this before, is kind of new to the pet ownership world yes. and has not always been a big fan of dogs. And so I think he was a little uh, nervous, maybe anxious about taking her out in public. Yeah, I agree. He with had that. no reason to be. She spent the entire time socializing. In fact, I think she talked to more people than we did. Yeah, it, it was true. <laughs> it was true. So. Anywho, there's bubbles. There's bubs, and I think she passed out now. Yes, she did. So yeah, we, so, we got um, her late in the game. So Alton and I talked last week about the Facebook page. Yes. And we've had some awesome interactions on there. Uh, shout out to Mikey, who has given awesome feedback and posted over there left and right. We asked you guys to share with us what your favorite scary movies were. Um, and I think Mikey was probably the only person. The, the Facebook page is brand new. Uh, but she suggested Poltergeist was her scariest. And I was like, that's a good mm. submission. That now, movie was scary. If we're talking about number one. Yes. That movie was scary. Yeah, that 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 shit. And then had of me course scared. Half the cast died in real life. Yeah. Like if you look up all the people who were acted in the original poltergeist who died after or while filming, that's you, scary. You believe in that? Do I believe in what? Just how weird shit be happening to people. Fuck yeah, because I believe in that. Because they're part of something. I f- fuck yeah, I believe in that. I believe weird shit happens. Do I subscribe it to like the devil, a demon? No, no, no I'm but, not saying but that. But yeah, so I think sometimes shit is dark. Yeah. I think there's darkness in things. And um, and I believe that uh, if you have something that's rooted in dark and there's an awful lot of light in there, yeah, I think that there needs to be some balance leveled out if you're the dark part. Damn. If motherfuckers listening to you, there ain't never going to be another <laughs> horror movie ever made again. <laughs> shit. My bad. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of social medias. Yeah. Let's hit them up with some good stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we got some I have good to news. remember to stop gesticulating. Yeah. I was just hitting my hand. My yeah. bad, y'all. This, stop is, slapping this is hard. Shit. It's hard. I'm a New Yorker. I talk on my hands. Yeah, stop slapping shit. So finally, finally, we are starting to get our approvals for our other locations where you can listen to us at. So I will update our Facebook page with actual live links to all of the different spaces you can listen to. But I'm going to just go ahead and read off what we're available on now. Cool. So you can find us on Radio Public. You can find us on Pocket Casts, we're on Breaker, we're on Google Podcasts, and we are on Spotify. Cool. So, we're waiting on uh, the Apple one. I know that a lot of people listen to Apple Podcasts. Uh, are you still choking on that water? Man. It's been I, like two years. I, I tried to I tried to drink some water, <laughs> y'all, and forgot how to drink it, and uh, <clears throat> had me coughing like crazy. So, I'm still, my voice is feeling a little raw right now, so... I think this was his sideway way of getting somebody giving the Heimlich or something. Mm-mm, no. Mouth to mouth resuscitation nope. or something. No, I'm all good. I'm okay, good. Just checking. Okay. Anyway, so if you listen to your podcasts on uh, pretty mainstream 
uh, hosts, please go ahead and find us on those. We are always available on Anchor. That is where we're at. That's our home space. But I know a lot of people are Spotify heavy, so go for go forth, subscribe, um, rate us, and please be sure to always give us some feedback. We love it. We love constructive criticism. Keyword constructive. Uh, just like you're here listening to us give our opinion, you're entitled to yours. But if you come at us with some fuck shit, we will let you know we really don't give a fuck mm-hmm. in the end. Okay? Respect is a two-way street, and we always want to engage everything in, in a full respectful way. Absolutely. Um, and we understand that some of our shit talking can get a little off the cuff, and you might whole ass disagree, and that's cool. But how you come at folks... Is especially important because a lot of motherfuckers don't think that they will get bitch slapped if they get caught in the streets. Oh, damn. <laughs> put the gun away. It's put, the, the, put the gun away, girl. It's the days of reduction of keyboard warriors. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Um, I've had a little bit of a stressful day. Yeah. Yeah. I, it seems like it. Um, and <laughs> Shit I could, a little and, and, and I could kind of tell because um, one of the things I know for a fact with Lori is when she gets ultra stressed, you know, shit just hitting the fan left and right. Believe it or not, she will bake. And so if I see her baking something, I'm like, oh, okay, you, it, it must be a rough day, you know, because if she's baking, then I, I know it's to get her mind off of whatever the hell is going on because she's always said that baking is that thing that she can do where uh, she has to focus on that. To make it correct, That's right? Because, right. you know, no one wants to bake some shit and be all fucked up, right? Well, baking is a science. Right. And there's a reason that things have recipes. Um, and even though I have a tendency to golf on my own with my recipes, you know, you understand that if you don't put baking powder and things, they don't rise. If you don't put sugar, they taste like ass. Just so y'all know, hmm. lack of sugar means taste like ass. Hmm. Um, but yeah, baking has always been my way of just um, getting out of my own head and focusing solely on what I'm doing, you know. And some I've heard that some people say that they don't bake well if their headspace is not good. You okay. know, that what comes out of the oven is as sour as whatever they're feeling. I'm the total opposite. Right. It's almost like I convert all of that negative energy into, you know. This big old plate of cookies we got sitting in front of us yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, we got a big ass plate of cookies, y'all. Um, it, it's uh, three rows, and basically it's called um, salty sweet nuts. That's what it's called, right? <laughs> I didn't <laughs> name them cookies, y'all. No, she did. Don't <laughs> let her lie to y'all. That's she, some bullshit. No, no, she called them salt. Um, uh, salty you said sweet we nuts. We had to go in rows, and I called off what the rows were, right. and then he called them salty no, sweet nuts. That's that's how she came across with them. So. So basically, she made some chocolate chip cookies I did. that the first row had a touch of salt across the top. A little bit of fleur de sel, which is a, a super, super salty, like high um, um, concentration. So you just put a few little flakes on there. Okay. And then the second row was just sweet. So that's your your regular chocolate chip cookie. Correct. Right? And then the third row was the chocolate chip cookie with walnuts and a touch a of espresso, touch of espresso mm-hmm, in them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So, just telling y'all the truth here, all them cookies was bomb as hell. <laughs> I actually like. I'm a. I, I like cookies with walnuts. So if it's like a chocolate chip cookie, I, I, I like the nut in it. You like a little <laughs> contrast in your texture. Yes, mm-hmm. and, and, I get it. And so chocolate chip cookies, I like a little walnut. If it's white chocolate, I, I love me some white chocolate macadamia nut. Mm, I mean, those okay. are, those are just my absolute favorites. Okay. Th- those two right there. 
Um, and so these three here, all of them were delicious. I can tell she made them with love. You know, she relieved some stress, and um, I, I get to enjoy them. Everybody so, gets to benefit. <laughs> yeah, one way or another, you know. But that's, uh, that, that's you know, life is stressful as hell as it is. That's right. Right? Um, dealing with jobs and dealing with bosses and, and deadlines. And I don't know who the hell came up with this five-day work week shit and two days off. You it know, should that, have been that, the opposite, that, really. It, it should have been like, a, like a, a work for three and off for four or something. But I don't know who the fuck came up with that. But you know that's that's that that's that life we're stuck in unless you're self-employed and you can kind of make things work how you want them to or work. Or you're balling. Yeah, or you're you know you doing <laughs> the do and everything you did was right and you you know you're making that big money and can take a lot of time off and more power to you, you know. But life in general for your t- average Joe Schmo, average Joe Schmo with with work with kids, it's stressful as hell. It's so, tough. It so, is tough. So that is that's one of your your ways of uh, relieving stress. Do you have any other ways that you like to relieve stress? Um, I want to say wine, but then I sound like a drunk, and I'm not. Um, and that's not a judgment. I'm saying that to be mindful because I think that oftentimes your coping mechanisms can be dangerous if you yeah, they can. rely too heavily on uh, substances. But I will admit that a glass of wine, particularly a glass of champagne, um, I mean, you you can't even say bubbly without a smile on your face. You know what I'm saying? Like champagne legit is that thing that I'll pour a glass of it and, and it almost just lifts away some of what I'm thinking about struggling with or worrying um, massage. I think massage is a huge way to work out stress because you physically, um, keep stress on your body. I keep it in my, in my neck and my shoulders. Um, and so I think massage is a great way to do it. Music. Oh yeah. Some good pissed off music. <laughs> you know, you be in your car and, and, and as you're driving, can't nobody tell the inside you're listening to like death metal and shit or Eminem. <laughs> same thing. <laughs> I, um, I used to say like, uh, Sometimes a motherfucker just got to die, you know, when it comes to music. It's like, you know, to to get you in a headspace of, you know, like to go, go, go or or like maybe you got to just really tone it down and listen to some jazz or listen to some classical music or something. You know, music is um, is a tone in you, you know, and so when you listen to certain musics. For me, it definitely affects me, you know, and so uh, sometimes I just come home and I'll turn on a little bit of music and uh, just wind it down. Like she said, you know, I'll pour a little glass of wine or pour me a Pliny mm. or, or, you know, mm. some mm. something, something that's, you know. You ain't even share your Pliny with me today. That was cold. N- well, you wasn't around. So, I'm just you know. saying that that was um, hurtful and in continuing the trend of the difficult day that I have had, a Pliny could have been helpful. Just yeah. saying. Yeah, so Lori uh, was not a beer drinker when I met her. And <laughs> not so, at all. And so um, she would basically tell me all the information about wine. Um, she has a fairly extensive background in wine uh, and cocktails, uh, you know. And so uh, we would we would go somewhere, and all of a sudden uh, the wine list would come out, and she would just be like, oh, hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, yes, yes, this one right here, you know, and I'm just like, I don't know what that shit is. Okay, I'll drink it, you know, whatever, you know, and so so she would basically get on the ordering of the wines, and since then, um, I've learned a little bit about wines and mm-hmm. what I like and what I don't like mm-hmm. and all that good stuff, so uh, so definitely that that's one of those things. You know something that um, I- Wait, you were talking about beer. So- <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, there, there's that thing, the last episode, right? I'm shoving my face full of cookie while he yeah. talks about booze. Yeah. I wasn't ready for him to be done with his story because I had to finish this cookie. So, um, <laughs> so beer. So, uh, Lori is one of those people where she did not start drinking beer as like a Coors Light or a Budweiser uh, chill, no. or any of those. Nope. We got together and basically I introduced her to like IPAs, double IPAs, and triple IPAs. She went big. She went big. And then it got to the point where she's drinking like doubles and triples. And I'm just like, man, I can't fuck with this shit. I'm, <laughs> I'm cool. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a matter of fact, give me a, give me a silver bullet. Damn. You know, I'm, I'm going to have a cool no, light. You, know? you ain't never had a cool uh, light a day I in have. your life. Not many in front times. of me. Many times. <laughs> and you, know? you, you don't even say that right. It's a curl's light. That's how you got to say it. Okay, whatever. I spent some time in Nashville, y'all. Yeah. So I I was going to say we really can't tell. (laughs) (laughs) We can't tell. But but yeah, she got into drinking beer, and and, uh, she actually uh, has created a pretty good taste for it. Mm -hmm. I like it. I like good beer. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I mean, no offense to, to the lighter beers. I get why people drink them. Um, but that flavor palette never appealed to me. And it's actually quite similar to how it was with wine with me. Uh, most people, I think particularly women, when they get into wine, they stair step through the, the sweeter wines, you know, yeah, you start, yeah. you start sweet and then you move your way up. So, you know, I, I skip the disco wine phase. I don't drink pink. I don't mess with white Zinfandels and I don't mess with rosés. No offense. I love y'all, but it's not my thing. I'm not into Moscatos. I'm not into any of that. I actually, I skipped Gewurztraminers and Pinot Grigios, like those really kind of sweeter white wines that so many uh, of the ladies in my life were drinking. I went straight to those big leathery cabs, smoke and and leather and, and all of those hints and notes that paired perfectly with big meals like steaks. I I should mention, I really do not have an extensive background at all in wine. Let me be very clear. I spent a lot of years in the bartending and music business uh, in my time living in Nashville, and that was how I learned what I learned. I worked at a high-end steakhouse, and I was a non-drinker, and actually really started drinking until my mid-20s. What the hell? I know, and I had a former GM, what up, Uncle Wade, should you ever hear this, who told me that a bartender who didn't drink was untrustworthy as fuck. Hmm. And <laughs> okay, but but he took the time in that to teach me about the wines that I was serving people, so that I had not only when people asked what paired with things, not only did I have the the experience and skill set to make recommendations, but I also had a personal opinion. Do you know what I mean? Wine, like everything else that you put in your mouth, everything uh, is a matter of personal opinion. So yeah. you know, some people really really get down with them sweets. You know, they they here for that Moscato and that rosé. They're going to leave me foul comments in, in the Facebook about my disrespect and disregard. But that's just not how my palate did. And, and the same thing happened with beer. I liked I like big boy beers. I like the things that most people like. Damn, too heavy. Yeah, <laughs> but it, but it's important to to have that experience with mm-hmm. certain types of wines or beers. Yes. And so that uh, you understand what they're like. You know, yes. so so for you to to recommend to someone, you know, hey, you want to try this kind of wine or this kind of beer with that meal. Correct. Uh, that's big because a lot of times when you go to a place, you ask them, what do you suggest? Correct. Right. And well, so a lot of the time you don't have experience with that particular wine list. There's, there's a bunch of stuff on there you've never had. True. True. So, so you want a point of reference. You want somebody to give you a thought process. So all that to say I didn't get a Pliny today. And if you know anything about beer, 
particularly this this IPA world, you know that Pliny the elder in particular, I think Pliny the younger just as much, are very, very difficult beers e- every, to come by. Every February <laughs> comes out. <laughs> I mean, I've seen folks waiting on free cheese get access more Damn. quickly than the motherfucking Pliny <laughs> in, folk. In the snow. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we happen to be fortunate enough to live about, an, what, an hour and a half away from Russian River? Yeah. And so um, if we if really, we really be. want it, yeah, we, can we can go. Out there. We've had a few local places uh, sell it. Um, they have a two bottle per person mi- uh, maximum, which is hilarious. Like I said, they, they like dole this shit out like crack. Um, but it's delicious. And Alton managed to come upon a couple bottles and, you know, he, he ain't shared one of them. Hell no. Nah. And that, shit, I that hurt my feeling, goddammit. You know? <laughs> shit. And, and for all you super beer enthusiasts, you know, some of your guys are going to say, oh, you know, Pliny's not that great. Overrated. Yeah, yeah overrated. That's the one. Overrated. I've heard that a lot. Well, you know what? I love me some Pliny. So that's, that's all that matters. And so you love what you love. We love what we love. And that's that. Yo, but speaking of IPAs that are bomb as fuck. Yes. Things that bring you joy. Oh. Coping mechanisms. Ooh. That motherfucking I know where you're going. enchanted whip. Yes, there's from a, track seven. Yes, there listen. is a beer. There is a beer. It's called Enchanted Whip. Um, it's, it's a double IPA, milkshake IPA, a milkshake IPA. That's what it is. I don't even know what the fuck that is. I just know it's real good. Yeah, yeah. From uh, from track seven, um, local in Sacramento. Man, that shit is off the chain. If it you, is so good. If you've good. ever been to Disneyland or Disney World, you know about those Dole whips. Those things are amazing. I stood in line for that motherfucker for like 30 minutes because they're so good. And But they're it's a very known, specific flavor. Imagine that as a beer. Yeah. I don't know how to make that make sense <laughs> because if, I if somebody would have said that to me and I had not tried it, I'd have been like, that sounds nasty. Right. But feel me when I tell you that shit was bomb yeah. as fuck. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I believe it was a limited run too. So Yeah, they run it every now and then. So I, I don't think it's there anymore. So so tell me about some of the things you do when you're stressed out. Because Ooh. because you do have a very high stress job. Yeah. I, I will admit, um, you guys, I have a very difficult time relaxing. <laughs> I, I am. Listen. I am. Um, Listen. I, I don't want to say I'm a workaholic, <laughs> but I feel at times I am a workaholic. I I work and I look at things that need to be done. And, you know, I'm just going to make sure it gets done no matter what. And so sometimes, you know, the the person who makes the sacrifice is me. So, you know, so I'm going to get it done. I'm going to make it happen. And we slide into the deadline and there it is. It's there, you know, but there was a lot of carnage that was left uh, on both sides of me as I went through and, and got it done. I, I've told people so many times, you know, it's like when, when work comes, I get these blinders. And, you know, I, I, I have a habit of not being able to look around and just focus on what the task is and get the task done. Well, when it comes to stepping away from that and finally relaxing and, you know, settling down and trying to enjoy myself, if I'm gone for a week, it takes me two days, three days to finally break out of it and, and feel like, okay, I'm relaxing to now. take that exhale. Yeah. It, it takes me that long to do it. Uh, I would make sure or I used to 
and I just started that up again this year, was um, I'd go to Texas every year and go see one of my best friends. Mm -hmm. And um, I'd go hang out with him for four or five days. And just and, check out. And, and check out. And not really check out, but check the fuck out. <laughs> I mean, gone. You know, I, I, would, I would go there and we are going to drink heavily. Damn. And we're going to hang out and barbecue and hit the swimming pool. And we're going to go play disc golf for I don't know how many days straight. You know, and uh, disc golf has always been one of my relaxers. Bubbles is back. Yeah, Bubbles back. She <laughs> she woke up and just felt like gnawing on something. And, Hopefully it's not your table yeah, over I know. There. It looks like it's my table. Oh, it's but, the bone. It's okay. stuck. And so, um, but I would go play disc golf. And um, for any of you guys who don't know what that is, it's uh, some people just call it frisbee golf. Um, but yeah, you know, I played it pretty seriously for a handful of years. Became really competitive. Uh, I was ranked in California at one time. I mean, y'all so, see that humble brag slide yeah, in there? Y'all catch I that? In. I slid in, you know. Um, but that was that was one of my gigs. That that was my getaway. Listening to music, you know. I'd jump in the car and just drive off and just turn up the music, you know. Uh, make some neighbors upset because uh, their windows were vibrating and stuff. But you know, it it was all getaway stuff that was on my on my own, kind of secluding myself and. Uh, um, not really having or allowing people to have access to me, you know. Another one that I absolutely love, I don't do enough, is I'd float, you know. Mm, sensory that's a good one. Sensory deprivation, you know. For, for any of you that have not tried that and um, consider doing that, you know, it, I think it's an awesome one. Um, basically, you would... Uh, there, there's, there's establishments now. I mean, and there's a lot more than what there used to be, trust me. This dog is just acting a fool, y'all. Um, but there's establishments. Uh, one locally here is Capital Float, and uh, there's there was uh, there was a spot in Marysville, therapy in Marysville that you like that I actually went to with you yeah. when I took my first float. Yeah, and so floating uh, is one of those things that uh, it affects everyone differently. Agreed. I totally uh, would tell everyone that they should at least try it once, and when you do go try it. Try to go with a, um, a mind state that everything's not the worst. You're not leaving directly from work to go into there. Right. You, you have a little slowdown period before you get in there. And when you get in there, basically it's about 12 to eight inches, 18 inches of water with six, 800 pounds of Epsom salt in it. Mm -hmm. and, and so uh, the water is uh, basically body temperature. It's warm. Yeah, it's warm. And the object is to basically shut off all sensory. So your feel, your So you're your in a locked hear. tank. Uh, it's dark. You have the option to turn on some light. Yeah. Very light, very mild light. And it's not locked. It's not a locked No, no. Tank. I mean locked as in there's a door that seals you into this chamber. Um, it, and I know that, that you went to one that was a very small little kind yeah. of, like in a backyard kind of a situation. Yeah, that, that was my first introduction to yeah, it. Yeah, that, that's not how I did it. I ended up going to one of the uh, local businesses that has the actual chambers, um, showers and all that good stuff. Um, but so you have this this tank that essentially closes off sound, light, um, and, and it I would equate it to the feeling that you have post-massage. Uh, when you've completed a float, 
Uh, it's like the Epsom salt. I say, I think they say it, it gets into your bloodstream. It absorbs into your bloodstream. Yeah, the magnesium mm-hmm. does. Yeah, and so um, I have come out of there. I've floated twice now. Yeah, we haven't done that in a while. And yeah. We need to re- resume that uh, self-care. Um, but I had the feeling of having gotten a, a good massage. Yeah, but that's not the whole thing. No, not right? at all. Be- it's because, weird. Because it's actually your float is a whole nother story. Correct. So, so yeah, many people have reported that, you know, they've gone in, they've gotten out of the tank and they feel like they have gotten a full body deep tissue massage, mm-hmm. yep. right? And no one has touched them and that's awesome. But the thing that's pretty cool is during that float, people experience different things. Hallucinations. Slightly, yes, because now you no longer have the sense of time. You don't have light. You don't have the sense of feeling because you're Vision. floating. Mm-hmm. That's right, yeah. Vision. Sound. Yeah. Some of them have music. Uh, some of them are dead silent. Right. My so, very first float was dead silent. So tell tell me, what was your float, your very first float like? My first one was, I think... You good down there, Bubbles? Okay, let us know. <laughs> My very first float was different in that I experienced a dreamlike state. Um, I experienced a feeling as though I was immersed in a place that I had been before, uh, sounds and, and locations I had been before, even though, I, put it like this, I woke up feeling like I had just fell, fallen asleep and had a dream. That was kind of how I felt. But I never fell asleep. You're floating in water. You know what I'm saying? You think you never fell well, asleep. Well, I guess. Right. I guess that's true. But um, one of the very first, if you want to call it a vision or experience or a, a, a dream, whatever you want to call the thing that, that I felt, uh, was of being on an airplane. And if you've ever been on a plane, there's a very distinct smell once the doors close. I don't know if it's all that canned air and how they clean it. I'm not sure, but it never fails when I get on an airplane. There's a very, very specific smell that I'm familiar with, like when those airs, the little air things turn on above head. And so I remember kind of seeing the, the idea of the walkway, the lighted walkway in the plane. And so it very much felt like I was sitting on an airplane. Um, and it felt like I was sitting on one that had not been moved yet. That I was, you know, waiting for a plane to take off. It was just very, very unusual. Um, and then that switched into uh, feeling like I was um, on a city street in New York. Uh, I heard a jackhammer. Um, I could smell smells and hear. Some- it was it was very, very interesting. It was not scary. Um, I never once felt afraid, but I felt like I was having dreams. Mm-hmm. Except that these dreams were very vivid and I could s- smell things. It was real. Yeah, it was it, very, it, it, very real. real. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and again, like I said, it was not scary. So it was a very enjoyable experience. Yeah. the My very first experience, um, I had no clue what, what I was really getting into. And basically, um, I was an instructor at a gym. Okay. And I had a group of people and, and one of the clients said that they have one of the tanks in their backyard. And so she invited me over to, um, you know, experience it. And so I went over there and um, this tank, it was, it was uh, small where you actually. Like a portable tank, this one. uh, Yeah, it ain't very portable though. You know, you basically, the door opens up and you climb into the thing, like, like dive in almost. Yeah, it, it was very small. And so, and you, you float and everything and, 
And I was in there for about an hour and a half my very first time. And some of the weirdest things I experienced was I'm sitting there and because it's so dark, I can't tell if my eyes are open or closed. Right. Right. I mean, it really is pitch black. Yeah, it's pitch black. I'm like, are my eyes open or closed? What's going on? And so then I would, I was laying there and then all of a sudden, like in the corner of my left eye, I saw a light turn off. Okay. I could, I. But in my mind, I know damn well that there ain't no light in there, right? It's, it's pitch black. It's, I just, but I just saw that light turn off, right? And and so then I I, I knew I was like, man, that that was really kind of weird. Well, then later on during the session, I I start getting all these images, faces popping up in my in, in my mind, you know, similar and, to the way you do when you dream. Yeah, yeah. And, and and I'm like, who the hell is this? Why is this person popping up in my in my uh, in my head right now? And then I realized it was one of the actors in a show I had been watching just recently. Weird. And for whatever reason, his face popped up. Well, right after I saw that face, I saw my daughter standing right next to me. Huh. And I and because she was shorter than me, I put my arm up and kind of laid it on top of her head. Mm-hmm. And it made me jump because I could feel her hair hit my arm weird and so it made me jump and kind of like startled me i mean it there there's some really kind of weird things that were that were happening but it wasn't scary no you know Mm -hmm. it was just it was almost like your brain just kind of takes on a whole nother thing and starts imagining or reliving uh things that are back in your memory mm-hmm. and and it just feels so real which i think these is things. where the relaxation portion of it is is because it is a very um familiar situation like and i never encountered anything that i had not seen or heard or encountered before or smelled before so nothing was like jarring right, or right. Scary. Not, not a scary feeling of right, you like right. going into an unfamiliar place right, or something like that right, right. yeah it, it, and it it does it's relaxing it's, right. it's an unusual way to achieve relaxation and I would think that a lot of people would be like, what the hell are these two talking about? Right. But if you ever have the opportunity to try it, just do it one time. The benefit is they run hour-long sessions. And I and at first I was like, this is a little too goddamn long. I don't know why I need this. You don't have to stay in for the hour. You don't have to stay in. But if you're a person like me who needs time to acclimate, I needed a minute before I could close that door. I wasn't comfortable just getting in that chamber and just shutting the door. I had to kind of put myself in a space to 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 slowly disconnect from my anxieties and concerns right. about being, you know, you're in a tank. Right. Basically naked. I mean, you can go in there in a swimsuit, but you, you feel me, right? Yeah. Um, I think that's the part we didn't touch on. Eyes closed and, and, and yeah. you're like, um... So Can I trust this. <laughs> so typically you go into this tank naked. Yeah. You know, some people will wear, you know, shorts or something like that. Um, but the majority of people go into the, the tank completely naked. Um, you shower before you go in, you shower when you get out. Correct. Kind of deal. So So you don't hurt the tank up. <laughs> yeah. And then they <laughs> and then they run the water in the tank through all kinds they of clean it when, they drain it and they clean yeah, it. it it's a, it's a sanitary environment. Uh, but yeah, I think that's a great suggestion for relaxation. Um, the beach. Yeah. For me, that is probably uh, at the top of the list of ways for me to disconnect and 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 separate from the day-to-day stresses, you know, work, family, finances, all those things. Um, you know, I don't I don't have a 
big boy job the way Alton does, uh, but I have a shit job. <laughs> if you're my boss and listening, this is the time for you to press stop. Uh, but my fucking job is a hot dumpster fire of garbage. And, um, and so being in that space heavily contributes to uh, the amount of stress, a tremendous amount of stress. So I have to, I have to check out and going, especially where we, particular place that I go to um, the beach that I enjoy going to, there's no signal. There's no cell phone signal. You are down there and checked out. And it, it really is. What's that saying that the, the way for anything to be improved. I'm, I'm butchering this shit is, is by salt, be it tears, uh, the sea or sweat that is the way to to improve your mood something to that effect and you know if y'all know that saying you can go ahead and correct me on it because like i said i acknowledge that i just fucked it all up but that's real talk because that goes into the next one which is working out yeah but i'm gonna go back to the beach oh okay I, I, we're going I, back to the ocean i i have to Woo! i have to remember um one of the most relaxing times that i can ever remember was um a couple years ago uh, i went to hawaii and i sat on the beach it was like i don't know 12 one o'clock in the morning damn and i sat there on the beach and it was it was pitch black (laughs) and all you can hear was the ocean and i sat there and just listened to the waves crash and there was something about that that really made me just let go of everything. I, I mean, nothing mattered during that whole time I was sitting there. I didn't want to look at my phone. I didn't I didn't want to see social media. I didn't really give a shit if the house was burning down right at that well, time. Damn. The the point was I was away and checked out. I was relaxed. I was checked out. So, so the beach definitely is one of those that, um, you know, if, if you guys don't get a chance to experience it, you should, um, get to get, it, put a, put a little more, uh, effort into trying to get out there, you know, and, um, no, I'm not talking about, you know, going to Santa Cruz, uh, when everybody's Ew. there, <laughs> you know, and no one's suggesting Bora Bora, <laughs> but if you can, you should do that. Yeah. But real talk. Get get to the ocean. Sit in the sand. Let the sand get between your toes. Let the sun <laughs> let the sun beat down on you. Um, I was out wine tasting this weekend with some girlfriends, and uh, it got really, really, really uh, sunny. And we've had bubbles. You do Bubs. you have something to say? Bubs. Oh, now she's quiet. Man, man. <laughs> so um, told you once the once the mics kick on, she she kicks <laughs> she it up out. a notch. Yeah, she kicks it up a notch. She's lost her bone somehow. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we've had uh, an unusually long spurt of rain. Uh, we've been sitting in a drought for something like eight, nine years, and this is actually the first year that we've moved ourselves out of that drought state. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, y'all. That's bubbles. Everybody yeah. say hi to bubbles. Um, that, it's that turkey that gets a hype. Yeah. I think there's a little crack in that turkey. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Anyway, so I'm sitting there with a bunch of girlfriends. Uh, one of my dear friends uh, works at this winery. She set it up uh, where we had a, a little table set up, you know, separate access from the Saturday crowds of a winery. I mean, we really just had a really enjoyable day. But it was the first time we got some good sun. And everybody was 
trying to move the umbrella around and get themselves in the shade. And typically I'm the first one to do that too, because I don't like sun on my skin because I'm, I'm supremely weird about skincare. But, uh, plus, that day, plus you pale. So. Uh, no, I'm high yellow. Yeah. So yeah. And now I do tan, I don't burn, mm-hmm. but when you haven't had like a base coat, you got to be careful. <laughs> yeah. And so I was just sitting out there and I, I, I remember taking my sweater off and, and everybody was like, you know, you can move, you can move. And I was like, not like sitting and absorbing that, that sunshine that helps it, it elevates your mood. Sometimes you just have to just sit in the sun and just let the sun do what it does. There's a reason that people have that seasonal affective disorder, the sad. Have you ever heard that? Yeah. Um, too much time in the in the rain and the gray and the cold. I would imagine that's for all those people up north, you know. Listen. Yeah. Listen. It, so um, All you folks in the Seattle area. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like I said, I, I lived in Nashville. And Nashville starting about mid-October till honestly like early May mm-hmm. is just inundated with rain and it can be really depressing to to have that much of a stretch of like kind of shitty weather it's cold it's gray it's rainy it's impossible to get around and it, it affects you you know it'll it'll put you in a in a headspace and if you're a person who's already got a pre- predisposition to depression and anxiety which i do you know it's tough it's really tough so moving here um, this is the first year that we've had since I moved here, I've been here nine years now. The first, first year I moved here, there was so much damn rain. I was like, y'all, nobody told me this about California. What the fuck? <laughs> what's, what's all this rain shit we're doing? I mean, it it's was literally raining reason. every day. Yeah, it's green for a reason. I was so confused. And then, you know, that was it. Then the next seven, eight years, it was bone dry. Hot as And fuck. hot as fuck. Fuck, holy God. I've never lived anywhere that sits at triple digits for 20, 25 days straight. Yeah. Sacramento. It, it usually doesn't does. do that. It usually gives us a good solid week or so of, of triple digits. Oh, but look, only seven or so, y- yeah. as opposed to them 20 something. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, uh, a little extra that year. <laughs> so we've had, we've had some unusual weather, but you know, we could easily jump into a conversation about global warming, but we're not ready for all that just mm, yet. No. No. <laughs> No. <laughs> it's like you kind of flirt with a little bit of political conversation and then we're like not yet y'all nah, not yet nah. we gotta make y'all love us before you start to hate, hate us. us yeah <laughs> i i really don't think the political thing is gonna be something serious here at nah, all nah. it's just it's it's too heavy too many people's uh uh, it's almost like talking religion, you know. That's that's something I that learned we, that in we bartending. Do, you know? Religion and politics are two things that you will never change. So you really just don't change people's minds. I no. think people really think, well, if I just educate you, I can bring you to the side. That's fucking bullshit. Yeah, really and truly. Until something affects you personally, you ain't trying to hear somebody else's education opinion you're just not right. So it's just typically a conversation that uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into now. It's not like you won't know my stance, but right. I'm not going to get into it. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's good. Bubs. Yeah. All right, girly. Uh, and for me, it's like, um, I, I really don't care what your stance is. You know, um, my name's Alton. Your name's Lori. You know, you have that right to have whatever stance you want, whether you're, a, you know, whoever fan or a Trump fan or whatever. That's That's your right, you know. Um, and I'm always open to talk to anybody about that, you know, but it just seems that, uh, nowadays it just, 
it gets into a lot of uh, finger pointing and blaming and and all the stuff. And well, like you know, I said earlier, you got a lot of keyboard warriors. Yeah, you have a lot of people who are saying things that they would really probably never say to someone's face. Right. Right. Um, exactly. There's there's some sort of confidence boost in the anonymity of the internet. And it's created um, a really toxic environment for a lot of people. I'm really fortunate in that um, social media has kind of been my job for a few years. And so I'm, I'm very, very quick to cultivate a space that is healthy for me. Uh, but not everyone has that skill set. And right. a lot of people are forced to endure um, things that are really, you know, they, they're triggering. Yeah, it's, um, it's sad. It is actually. sad. It's it sad. is sad. Especially given, you know, the the major increase in suicides that, that you've seen since the dawn of social media. Um, I mean, just unusually higher spikes of it. I don't know if it's that you hear about it now or that it's happening more, but I can see where this access to people, because now we have this unlimited access to people, except people are lonelier than they've ever been. Yeah. And it's amplified. It's, it's really, it's, it's completely amplified. It is. You know, and you so. know what? That contributes to stress. Yeah. Frankly speaking. It does. It does. It does. But you know, what's another thing that both of us like to do for stress to help with, with coping with it. Mm, what? Cooking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did, yeah. Did he sound nervous, y'all? <laughs> no, I, I was just waiting. I was just waiting. You know, sometimes you don't know what's going to come out of her mouth, you know? So uh, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, cooking. Uh, what you cooking? I was about to say. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> cooking. So, yeah, yeah, cooking. We we, um, we both enjoy to cook. We, we, ac- we actually really enjoy cooking. love cooking. Um, we cook all the time. Uh, we have... I'd say we've perfected a good half dozen recipes now from just things that we said that, oh, you know, it'd be cool if we tried to make this. And then what ends up happening is we try to make it and then we go, oh, you know what? We can make that better. We can make that shit better. And so then the next time it comes out and it's like, oh, yeah, that's it right there. Let's add a little of this or tweak a little of that. And then we end up doing it three, four, five times and it's like, okay, we got that shit And then all of a sudden one day we're like, this is the shit. shit. Yeah, it's like, yeah, we're good. (laughs) I should mention for anybody who's confused, Alton and I are actually, uh, we live in the same neighborhood. We're neighbors. Yeah, we're neighbors. (laughs) uh, When you've heard us talk about under Lori's sofa, under his sofa, we're neighbors. But uh, close enough neighbors that we work together um, and a lot of the times we end up being being able to cook together yeah um, it just works out that way it really I mean, we, does. basically we have two families mm-hmm. and then it's kind of like what you cooking and, right. and it's like oh i'm cooking this oh okay well you know how about i throw this in with right. that and we kind of we do that like, a lot with yeah. breakfasts yeah we do that yeah. a lot yeah so so, so cooking is a, is a great way to kind of it's it's similar to baking in that you you know obviously you need to be paying attention you don't want to burn shit not as um not as difficult in the sense that it's it's not quite so um particular in the recipe you know you you mm-hmm. miss an ingredient in baking and you might just find yourself asked out but if you miss something in cooking usually you can correct it in, a, right. in another space um and so we've really just I mean, it shows in both our waistlines how much we. I know <laughs> how much we love cooking. We didn't gain too much weight. 
It's like we we need to settle this down a little we, bit. We we out here like <laughs> fucking ratatouille and shit in this kitchen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, and you know nobody's jeans fit no more, but we eating good, good y'all. Yeah. Hey, I just want to give a big shout out to all the fellas out there who's cooking. Yes, right. Yes, all all, all, all the fellas out there who's throwing it down in the kitchen. Yes, all, all the dads who's making sure dinner's ready, all that good stuff, That's right. and you know ain't trying to just keep it simple, but trying to throw a little spin yeah, on things, trying you know? to make some shit. I just want to give nice all, shit on the I want I want to give all y'all props, you know, because, uh, the dads and fellas, you know, honestly, they don't, they don't get enough, enough, uh, attention and props as it is, you know? Well, so, that's because so many men are shit. Well, so you, that's, you, that's true too, you but lose, there's a lot of us that are pretty damn well, this good. Is you, know? you, you lose, um, I, there's a weird, narrative between the sexes right where women are expected to do certain things and then when a man does the same thing here's just a simple example and this is not let me let me go ahead and tell you and i think alton can attest to this i am not a man hater like i'm not one of those chicks that's like all dudes are garbage blah, blah. no what i'm saying though is that there are a lot of trash men yes there are also a lot of fucking trash women with the goddamn uh, okay thank me you. too people I, I was gonna throw that I, in there, it's just but. amazing to me how quickly people got to throw in but what about so and so yeah obviously but that's not what we're talking about in this moment we are talking about the fact that there are a lot of fucking trash men but i feel like we're on this kind of chain there's this wave happening right because men are starting to be given permission to be more emotional Men are starting to be given permission to be more um, uh, physically relaxed. You know, it's not all, I'm the man, I'm the protector. Human. Yes. We're, we're you know, human. We, for years, we had these this idea of these two roles that men and women were supposed to have. And I'm not arguing anyone's traditional values. So please pump the brakes before you think that's what I'm saying. Put the gun away. What I'm saying is, is that when you put everybody in two boxes, the people who don't fit in those boxes, they feel like they don't belong, right? They feel like they don't fit in. And I think we're getting to a time where we're allowing people to have the space to be themselves, even if it doesn't fit in a box. Yeah. And and to me, I love the idea of men being more emotional, feeling more in touch with their feelings. I love seeing men be more affectionate with their children because you usually would see it that the mom is the, the one that the right. kid goes to. Right. So fuck yeah to men who are in the kitchen getting a damn chef on, you know, out there like doing something better than grilling up fucking burgers alone, <laughs> which don't get me wrong. If you yeah. grill them bitches and they fire, <laughs> hell yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, I you know, I, I respect that, that the roles are shifting and that doesn't mean that if you're a person who believes this is the way a man should be and you find yourself a woman who agrees that y'all are wrong either. It just means that we can stop with this idea that everything is just this one way. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That it's not just black and white. Correct. Right. Correct. There's a lot of gray in there. And, you know, we're starting to see that that people are calling men out on things like catcalling. You know what I'm saying? That shit is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. We can all sit around here. The people I think a little bit of the old school crowd likes that idea. Oh, I'm just saying hello. I'm just saying what's up. Right. No, it's fucking disrespectful. It is it's disrespectful. Yep. And what I always tell people who say anything to me, would you allow somebody to do it to, to your, your daughter? daughter. It's That's the, it. it's the bottom line. That's it. If you cool with it to to be said and done to your daughter, well then you you special. 
That's right. You know, because any man I know who has a daughter, they, that, they want nothing be but cool. the best and they're the protector. You know, they're the protector, period. To, to bring it back real quick to the Michael Jackson conversation that we had once upon a time, Ooh. I've shut down a whole lot of conversations about Michael Jackson with one simple question. Would you let your son sleep with him? Then shut the fuck up now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So on that note. <laughs> I um I I really, really think that instead of just going with your initial feelings of, you know, this is right, this is wrong, this is what I believe, if you just sit back and you say to yourself, but what if it was my child? Yeah. I feel like so many of us would calm the fuck down with these sort of extremes that we're all struggling with, it, it seems. I mean, shit, if you believe your Facebook feed, everybody's intense as fuck about things, right? Yeah. Um, one of the things I'm going to say about our podcast. Okay. Okay. Our podcast in general, when we go into a podcast, we... We have um, a general a, a, idea, a, a, an agenda. We yes. have an agenda. Yes. And and that agenda we always hit, right? Yes. But the thing about uh, that agenda is it never holds us to that agenda. So we'll start talking about, you know, uh, stress and what we do to relax. And next thing you know, it's Michael Jackson, right? That's right. And, and that's because, you know, we don't practice anything here. We, we get to flowing with what's what. And then if something comes up, we're going to touch on it. That's real life. And yeah, That's real conversation. We're, we're going to touch on it. So I don't want you guys to think think um, it, Bubbles. Come on now. Bubbles has an opinion about all this. She does. What, what's your opinion? Do you believe Michael Jackson is guilty, <laughs> Bubbles? <laughs> no, now oh, she's she quiet. quiet. Now, she, now she's shy. <laughs> But but anyways, uh, my my point is we we kind of we 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 veer off to the left, we veer off to the right, we kind of come back here into the center. It's important to note that Alton and I are uh, there. She is there. She is. She's back. Alton and I are two regular, regular, schmegular fucking people. Okay. Yep. Neither of us is a life counselor, a therapist. Neither of us has perfected any motherfucking one thing in life. I might I might be pretty goddamn close when it comes to cookie making, but no one's no one's made any perfect anything. Okay. We come through our lives with all of the scrapes and the bruises and, and the baggage of anybody else. But what we do is we do try to apply humor and logic to everything that we do. That, that's what we try to say. Yeah. And I, and I think the other thing is we say what a lot of people think. That's right. So, you know, a lot of you will sit there and hear what we say. And, and some of you have even told us you're kind of shocked at, what's being said but mostly it's my cursing let's, yeah let's keep it real well but the truth is um you know we, we now have a venue where we can express ourselves and say what we think needs to be said really say what's in the back of your mind some right. of those things that you probably wouldn't say but you know that's what we do because everything fucking sucks everything fucking sucks now but, before we wait before we roll out what we've been failing to do that we need to return to doing is adding the balance in all this because there's a lot of irony in our joking, talking about everything fucking sucks. Cause clearly we just went through a whole phase of how everyday stresses are difficult to deal with, but we, you have to look for the, the positives. You have to look for the spaces to find relaxation and comfort and relief. But we also wanted to make sure we tempered it all with something positive. Yes. And I came across something positive uh, by mistake this weekend at the winery. Okay. Uh, so a lot of the uh, new ways of doing things in local breweries and wineries is that obviously, 
obviously they don't typically have like hot food there. Mm -hmm. And if you drink, you need to put in something in your belly. So food trucks have turned into, you know, kind of the thing or pop-ups. And so um, I was at a local winery this weekend called Rendezvous. Uh, My beautiful friend Vanessa hosted us, like I said earlier. It's inside of the Sugar Mill Wineries out in Clarksburg, which is one of the lucky situations for us Northern California folk. We in wine country. And Um, he, he owned Menage a Trois. That's right. Right. That's right. So um, so the, the owner of Rendezvous used to own Menage a Trois uh, wineries. And so they had a pop-up with a spot called Hot Chicken. Uh, Hot Chicken is a woman-owned business. I believe the owner's name is Misty, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and let me tell you something. She's got this awesome spin on chicken and waffles. You know, they do this boneless, skinless fried chicken, uh, fried perfectly, and they throw it in these waffle cones. And when I say waffle cones, I don't mean your soft waffle. I mean like almost like your ice cream cone. It's crisp. Crispy, yeah. And it holds up so the, the hot chicken doesn't make it mushy. And she's got all these different sauces, awesome sauces. You can get like I think up to three of them inside each cone. Excuse me, I just almost had to hiccup. And here's what makes her business from... Bomb-ass fried chicken to exceptional. And this is our positive for the week. She employs people from the city of uh, Refuge, Sacramento, which is a company. It's a nonprofit company. Uh, Their logo here says, returning dignity, restoring lives, and rebuilding um, communities. Essentially, what they're doing is they're doing the uh, homeless to working to uh, getting people back on their feet. You know, welfare to work. Uh, And they're taking these people who probably wouldn't have had the opportunity to work in these locations and giving them training skills and work skills and and teaching them a different way of life. So when you when you come at me and you're like, hey, I'm a I'm a lady owned business and I have this mission to do right by folks. Plus, the food is bomb. Listen, winner, winner. Chicken dinner. dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to Misty and her crew who is just doing awesome shit. I hear that they're, uh, I heard that they're going to get a brick and mortar location here soon, which Sweet. is fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, but they will be, if you're a local, if you're a Sacramento person listening, they'll be at Bottle and Barlow this coming weekend, the 30th. So uh, check them out. Go, go show love, give support. We are all about people doing good shit in their community and, um, Extra props because I found out today she's a Brooklyn girl. So, hey. <laughs> right on. <laughs> uh, so, that's it. You know, th- this is it. This is the way we want you guys to understand what we're doing here. No one here is a professional anything. We're real people trying to inject some coping and some humor into what can be, you know, tough. It can be tough, especially the older you get, the harder it is. Yeah, and give you a little bit of our own life experiences. Yeah. We, both of us have been through enough shit for probably a dozen people, you know, so uh, no, no, no reason for all of y'all to go through it too. So, you know, we're just sharing a little bit of our, our own experience and hopefully that can help you guys too. That's right. Um, with that positive, I'm going to say uh, thank you guys so much for tuning into another episode. We'll have another one for you here pretty soon. And just let you know, soon we will be doing the Facebook live. Oh yeah. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. She, (laughs) she ain't about that video thing. Soon we will have some guest speakers of uh, locally owned businesses. We're working on some stuff. Oh yeah. 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 It's it's coming y'all. And it won't be what you think it is. I'm just going to tell you that now. That's right. It's something Lori and I have discussed. We're, We're not here to, we don't want to put people on just to do nothing but boost their business. Well, we don't want to exploit what they're known for. Uh, one of the things that I think Alton and I do really, really well um, is that we 
I used to call it emotional scab picking, but I don't think it's that. I think that one of the things that we both do well is the ability to kind of see past your your general packaging, right? And right. get to know something on a different level. Right. And so some of these guest speakers that we're lining up, you might know them from some things, but that's not what we're bringing them on here to talk about. No, no. And we're excited about we're gonna, that. We're going to talk about random shit, that's you right. know, and, and get their take on it. We got to know what fucking sucks in their life. Right. Right? Right. And, and where <laughs> the positives are. That's right. Right. I mean, for some of them, you're going to know what those positives are, but it's a way of kind of leveling that playing field when you see somebody who might be incredibly successful and you think, oh, they're, they're living a charmed life. They're normal people. We're all normal right, people. Right. We're they all ha- going through they it. They have ups and downs just like us. That's right. You know, so. So don't forget, hit us up on Facebook. Uh, contribute to the conversation. And if you have any suggestions for topics, let us know. Please let us know. Lori's going to update the Facebook page. Yes, she is. With all the links for all of the ways uh, you Google can listen. Podcasts, Spotify, right. everything that we got approved for. Y'all can check us out. Please share us. Share, share it. Share it to everybody you know. Give us an opportunity to put some smiles on faces. We want to uh, grow too, y'all, not yeah. just our asses. <laughs> that's already happening. <laughs> so, uh, anywho, that's about that. Love you. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. Bye.